Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report. 180. Anyway, my name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning back in again this week. It is Gamescom, and uh, there were a few kind of little things that popped up uh, during it, but uh, and it's still actually going on, but I think that's pretty much uh, done as far as news in our world goes. So we'll cover a few of those things as we go along in the podcast. Um, I didn't want to lead with Tales of Arise, although of course there is Tales of Arise news as there is each and every week. I did get a chance to finally play the demo last night. I'll give my thoughts on that at the end of today's podcast, but let's get right into the news and breaking news. I guess I should have like some sort of breaking news um, drop that I could put at any point in time. Maybe I can do that in post-production. I don't know. I don't have it on the fly. But um, if I am looking at my YouTube channel, one of, if not the top views, uh, viewed video that I posted was from last year's Tokyo Game Show about Monster Rancher, the remake of the old PlayStation games that was uh, coming to Japan only, and it was just coming to iOS devices, and people are just, you know, foaming at the mouth about news about this game. Well, an old game that obviously was a part of many people's childhoods, and they would like to play it again. Nothing. Literally nothing this whole time. Uh, you know, views kept on adding up, and people would ask, "What's you know, what's going on? Is it is it coming left? Is it even coming out?" It finally did come out in Japan for iOS devices, um, but that was it. Um, didn't know what else was going on. I think it came out for iOS. I, I don't even know. Anyway, the the news of the day, and here's what is going on: Monster Rancher. One and two DX are coming not only to Japan on December 9th, but they're coming worldwide for Switch and PC via Steam and iOS devices. So I guess it actually didn't come out in Japan already. Anyway, so Koei Tecmo is, uh, they broke the news today. It was interesting. It, it initially broke this morning that it was, it made no mention of anything outside of Japan and they put a video out for it. I, I quickly grabbed it and was posting it on YouTube when about 10 minutes or so later, just long enough for me to upload the video and put the uh, Facebook and Twitter posts out there that, nope, in fact, it is coming worldwide. So yeah, December the 9th worldwide. This is kind of big news. Is This would have been something I wasn't necessarily anticipating would come worldwide. I thought it could easily be Japan only, but they... Uh, they tested the waters, they felt the pulse, and um, they said, you know what, this thing needs to come out worldwide. So it, it, the only details we have about it is actually the Japanese version. But uh, in Japan, Monster Hunter 1 and 2DX will cost 3,520 yen via download. So I guess that may imply it's going to be digital only. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, that's about $31 U.S., so maybe tack on a few more bucks to 35 or 40. Not bad for two games, uh, in all honesty. There is, of course, a 25th anniversary special edition, which will go for 1,500 yen. I don't know what that entails, but you get a copy of the game. 
Um, a gold Muchi metal figure with numbered metal pedestal, uh, soundtrack CDs, art book, and secret CD, and even a backpack. There are pre-orders available via the link in the post that I put on Facebook and on Twitter. No word if that's coming to the West or not. Both Monster Rancher 1 and 2 are currently available for individually. Okay, so... Here it is. They're both currently available individually for the Switch via the eShop in Japan, as well as iOS and Android. But this is the two-pack deluxe edition. So um, here are some of the differences between the new collection and the already released digital versions. There are saved data slots. All the saved data slots that were sold individually for the current available digital version are available so that's really not going to apply to the West. More freeze slots. Increase the number of freeze slots to store more monster data from 10 to 20. Original sounds were added. The original background music has been added to the sound options in Monster Render 2. There is a training memo added to feature added a feature to check the training record in both versions. Monsters from the Western release. So there are monsters that have been added to this that were previously in the Western releases. A high speed mode. Enjoy the game at high speed. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. Random battle rankings. There are added rankings to the random battle numbers in both versions. Here is a quick overview of this collection. In celebration of the Magical Series 25th anniversary, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX brings the wildly popular simulation games to modern hardware where players raise their own monsters and train them to compete against other eccentric creatures in combat and tournaments. With hundreds of different monster types, each with their own skills and abilities, every rancher will be able to raise and train monsters that are a perfect fit for their personality and play style. The special edition also contains... Uh, content that was never originally featured in the that was never originally featured in the original Western release, such as additional save slots, free slots, and Monster Hall of Fame slots. New features have also been added to the game, including a memo feature to use while raising monsters, rankings for random battles, and that high speed mode. So, one of the quick questions that popped up from uh, Turtle Bear Man over on Twitter was talking about the original game's ability to, uh, you know, go raid your parents' CD collection or your own CD collection and then bring out random monsters from that. Obviously, it's probably not something that would be available to work on the Switch. <laughs> or, I mean, who even has many CDs laying around anymore? I know we've got a handful of old ones still taking up space, but... I mean, PC, you can maybe do such things. Anyway, so the Monster Rancher series originally launched with a unique feature that allowed players to use physical CDs to generate monsters in the game, with each CD having a unique ID that would spawn a different monster. Quite an uh, awesome feature. This feature has been reworked in the games, allowing players to search a database to find their desired CD and generate a monster from its data. Enjoy searching a vast database of songs from around the world and generating monsters based off some of your favorite music. Seems like a pretty good compromise to that feature that, to be quite fair, they didn't even have to put in there. I mean, I, it's kind of cool that they did, but that's kind of growing the extra mile for uh, longtime fans. As they said, 25 years, long time. Um, I mentioned that first dropped in Japanese, and then indeed there was a English um, trailer that I believe it was one of the series creators was there uh, 
talking about what was going on. And that's, um, you can check that video out on our YouTube channel. Quite a few people are going to be excited about this one. I have a feeling and you don't have to wait too much longer as Monster Rancher 1 and 2DX will be available for the Switch, PC via Steam, and iOS devices, sorry Android, uh, on December the 9th worldwide. The Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered series continues with uh, Final Fantasy 4. This, I don't believe this is the right date. <laughs> I'm reading the article here, and it's uh, it's saying that it was released on July 28th. Well, that is not true. That would be in the past. Uh, Final Fantasy IV will launch for PC via Steam, iOS, and Android devices on August the 28th for $17.99. Square Enix announced today is currently the 26th. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you are quick, you got two days. You can pick it up for a 20% discounted price of $14.39. Parts 1 through 3 are already available. And no dates yet on the other two, but I'm sure they'll put those out as uh, things are going along. In addition to the discounted price, additional pre-order incentives for the PC version include three specially rearranged music tracks and two limited wallpapers. These tracks transition from the original versions with the new arrangements. The tracks are the Red Wings, the Time Lapse Remix, the main theme of the game, and Battle 2. Here's an overview of the game, in case you're curious. Of course, released as Final Fantasy 2 here in the West uh, many, many moons <laughs> ago. The original Final Fantasy 4 comes to life with completely new graphics and audio as a 2D pixel remastered. A remodeled 3D take on the fourth game in the world around Final Fantasy series. Enjoy the timeless story told through charming retro graphics. All the magically original with improved ease of play. The Kingdom of Baron sent their elite star airship fleet the Red Wings to attack the surrounding countries. Distressed by his mission, Cecil, a dark knight and captain of the Red Wings, decides to fight against the tyrannical Baron with his trusted friend and paramour at his side. In search of the crystals, Cecil must travel over land, under the ground, the land of summons, and even to the moon. Join forces of the Cain, the Dragoon, Rose of the White Mage, Idea, the Summoner, and many more skilled allies. Final Fantasy IV was the first to introduce the dynamic active time battle system where time moves even during battle, giving the players exciting sense of urgency. Thanks to the wide appeal of the game, this revolutionary series would be implemented in many future titles. Key features of the game, universally updated 2D pixel graphics, including the iconic Final Fantasy character pixels designed by Katsuko Shibuya, in addition, the original artist and current collaborator. Beautifully rearranged soundtrack in a faithful Final Fantasy style overseen by original composer Nobu Uematsu. Improved gameplay, including modernized user interface, auto battle features, and more. Dive into the world of the game with supplemental extras like the bestiary, illustration gallery, and music player. This remaster is based on the original Final Fantasy IV game released in 1991. Features and or content may differ from previously released versions of the game. Nice little disclaimer there, Square Enix. You did, you did well. So, uh, from what I've been hearing via the Twitter sphere is that the Pixel remasters have gone over pretty well. There's some detractors for it. I still don't care for the... Um, 
the text font that is used in that whole aspect. But in terms of look of the game, it's, <laughs> you know, we've got these different versions of the game, and I really think the, the PSP or the 3DS version of it is pretty phenomenal. But this is kind of what it looked like back in the day. So, but crisper, you know, not as, not as jaggy and muddled looking, I guess is the best way to put it. So yeah, so you got a couple more days to get that for a discounted price. Otherwise, after August 28th, it'll go for $17.99 for PC, iOS, and Android devices. Let's go ahead and knock out that Tales of Arise news that you knew was coming. They kind of had a low-key presence over at Gamescom. And um, just right at 15 days from today, we'll finally have our grubby little hands on the game. Uh, the final trailer that I thought was going to come out mm, a couple weeks ago even is the Doha Limb. Is that how they say it? Uh, they said it in the trailer in the uh, in the uh, game last night in the demo. Doha Lim, yeah, that's it. So yeah, he finally got his trailer. He is described as a master of rod-based arts who can adapt to any situation with a wide-reaching melee blows and astral arts. So yeah, all six of the characters finally have their own little trailer. You can check that out over on our YouTube channel, of course. Um, Today? Was that this morning? Yeah, the Tales of Arise theme song trailer came out. This features the theme song Blue Moon, sung by Japanese singer Ayaka, A-Y-A-K-A. So you can also <laughs> check that out over on our YouTube channel. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. Just uh, the, the visuals that go along with it are pretty spectacular as well. Um, of course, you can... Check out the demo anytime for uh, PlayStation or Xbox devices. There was one announcement that did go on at Gamescom. I, I guess it was at Gamescom. But um, the the big event... Okay, let's talk about the big event, in my opinion. It was a special live performance of that uh, theme song by noted... Um, what do you call a, a, a violinist? I guess as I said, Lindsay Sterling. You've seen her work, I'm sure, before. She's done a bunch of Legend of Zelda stuff, Assassin's Creed, and the like. She does a lot of video game type things. I think she did some Final Fantasy stuff, too. Anyway, she had a, uh, <laughs> a performance that is just amazing. Definitely encourage you to go to our YouTube channel to check out that. I took the entire opening night live segment two and a half hours or so and snipped out that three minutes and it is amazing she is dressed up in Xion's cosplay to kind of add to it it's her on a stage with her violin or as we call it in the south a fiddle uh, <laughs> with a massive tv backdrop i mean or a, a, more like a, a theater presentation screen not television but playing uh clips of the game in front of her kind of dancing around the stage and playing the song. It's awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan of her work anyway. So to see this and her kind of leading, lending her talents to it is it just kind of got, honestly, I saw that and it got me really fired up to go play the demo last night. Um, now there was other tales of news 
that uh, kind of broke out, and you may not be as excited about it <laughs> as Tales of Arise. I think it was about a year ago that we talked about Bandai Namco had trademarked Tales of Luminaria. It's a thing, and if I recall, if I didn't say it right then, I, I should have, and I said it at a later point in time, I said, that's a mobile game. Um, where we know Tales of Rise is the next console game. Tales of Crystoria has been out for a little while. I said, that's the next mobile game. And in fact, it is. <laughs> they showed off a brief, uh, about less than a minute trailer for this. I don't know. Let's be, let's be fair and critical at the same time. The trailer looks really good. Um, it looks like a classic Tales type of game. The graphics are phenomenal for a mobile title, but it's still a mobile title. And that does appear to use turn-based battle systems. So I tried out Crestoria, and even though I love turn-based, I just couldn't really get into it. Well, this is the next one. So it appears that Bandai Namco is going to have a console <laughs> line of Tales of games, and they're going to have a mobile line of Tales of game. Crestoria apparently did well enough for them to want to put... I mean, there's obvious production values in these games, but you can kind of decide for yourself. I put the trailer over on YouTube for you to check out. Not a whole lot there. Um, I think there, I don't even think there was an announcement. I'd say they're probably going to try to get this thing out next year. But yeah, it's the next, next in the line of it. And if you were curious all this time about what Luminario was, that's it. It's for iOS and Android devices. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast, and I'll let you know what I thought about the demo that I played last night on PlayStation 5. We talked last week a little bit about uh, some of the new characters and elements in Blue Reflection Second Light. Well, the next day, uh, I believe it was on Friday, a gameplay overview trailer came out and introduced everything from crafting to exploring the hardscape, going on dates, battles, and more. Now, this is a Japanese version of it. Um, I would have loved to have some English subtitles along with it, but those were not to be found, especially for an eight-minute long trailer. They did one of these before as well. Yeah, so, I mean, you get a good look at the game. I'm not going to fault it for that. It just would have been nice to have some... We know there's not going to be an English dub on this game anyway, so to have some subtitles would have us a little more context to what we were looking at you can check that out over on our youtube channel jrpg report uh, blue reflection second light is due out for playstation 4 and switch in october in japan and then making its way west for ps4 switch and pc on november 9th in north america and europe yeah uh this was a bit of an odd announcement, but let's just go through it. The Western release of Mary Skelter Finale will include romance visual novel Mary Skelter Locked Up in Love, True End. You guys have been clamoring for it. Well, I did Veteran International. Apparently heard whoever was asking for this, and it will be free DLC. This was previously only available as a pre-order bonus in the Japanese version of the game. Users will be able to download the free Grand Finale Bundle, which includes the visual novel, plus items and job sets. Uh, you'll get uh, a supply drop, traveler's equipment, job set one and two, 
Uh, Mary, okay, the first game, Job Set 1 and 2. The second game, Job Set 1 and 2. Purification Gallery Unlock. And Death End Request Attire Set. That's pretty cool. Both the Mary Skeleton finale, Locked Up in Love, True End, and the spinoff High Blood will only feature Japanese audio support with English subtitles. The base game will still feature both English and Japanese audio options. Mary Skelter Finale is due out for PS4 and Switch on September 30th in North America. And uh, Europe gets it. Is that the next day? 30 days has September. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the next day, October 1st in Europe. Uh, this game, oh my goodness, this game. Nippon Itchy Software will release Dungeon RPG Labyrinth of Gallery Covenant of Dusk for Switch on November 11th in Japan for uh, 5,980 yen, which is about 60 bucks. The company announced there's a limited edition available on the Nippon Itchy site. This is Japan only. Um, yeah, this game first came out. <laughs> uh, well, what is this? It came out. Oh, this okay. This for the Switch version is finally coming out. It's out on PS4 and Vita. That's right, Vita <laughs> came out last November. So Switch is getting it nearly a year later. Um, still no word on if this game's ever coming out in the West or not. It has been kind of a train wreck. This thing got delayed so many times, and now the Switch version falling a year behind PS4. Maybe there was some sort of exclusive offer with Sony that went on there I don't know about, but yeah, even Vita getting it before the Switch. So this thing ever makes news of coming west, I will let you all know about it. And in non-JRPG news, but involving JRPG characters, <laughs> if you are a fan of Super, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. You can now play with Morgana from Persona 5. Um, he will be available as downloadable content on November the 2nd. It's going to cost you five bucks to have your cat roll around in a ball. Seems a bit pricey. It seems a long time to wait to, to get Morgana chapter in the ball. Anyway, I've never played these Super Monkey Ball games. I know... The GameCube was the first ones way back in the day. But yeah, if you are a big fan of the Persona and of Super Monkey Ball, you can combine your talents and loves for five bucks and roll around Morgana in a giant plastic ball. Uh, some other crossover types of news. Monster Hunter Rise and Street Fighter will have a collaboration. You can now dress up as Street Fighter's Akuna character. It seems kind of an odd... That's uh, starting on August the 27th, so that's tomorrow. Users who clear the event quest will receive the hunter-layered set Akuma, which is themed after the Street Fighter character. Uh, there's a little, short little trailer that went along with that. There you go. If, uh, if you love Street Fighter and you love Monster Hunter Rise, now you can combine those. It is, I don't know, it's just an odd-looking... <laughs> Very odd-looking combination. I've got to be, I got to be quite frank. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about the new Pokemon games. Uh, there was some follow-up news that if you pre-order Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arcus, however you say it, uh, you will receive. I believe this is yeah, this is the digital copy of the game. So if you pre-order the 
digital copy of the game, you can get a redemption code for 30 heavy balls. This uh, will go on pre-order bonus codes until May 9th. I don't know how that... I'm not sure how that works if you... So apparently if you get the digital version, you get this no matter what. You can pre-order it, obviously, but should you choose to, you can uh, you can just do it after. Well, heavy balls are more effective at catching Pokemon that you that haven't yet noticed you. Players are warned that due to their weight, it is advisable to get very close to the Pokemon you'd like to catch before throwing one. You'll need an internet connection to claim the code, but a Nintendo Switch Online membership is not necessary. So there you go. There you go. The uh, game will launch for Nintendo Switch on January the 28th. Uh, I had something about... Yeah, there it is. Um, If you are pre-ordering Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, an early purchase bonus, players will receive a Mana Fee by utilizing the in-game mystery gift function. This applies to either version digital or retail copy of either game. So yeah, just a little, just a quick little follow-up on what we talked about last week. Um, this There wasn't anything announced, but Marvelous did open up a Rune Factory Series 15th anniversary website. To go along with that website, there was a special video that was put together by them, kind of looking back at the 15 years of the game series. Uh, I did not know this, but Rune Factory was created as an RPG spinoff of the Story of Seasons titles. That I mean, that kind of does make sense. And it began back on August the 24th of 2006 with the release on the Nintendo DS. The latest entry in this series, Rune Factory 5, is available in Japan and due out in early 2022 in the West. Uh, and Rune Factory 4... Rune Factory 4 Special is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC this fall. So if you'd like to check that out, i got it posted over on our YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can keep up with all the videos that we talk about each and every week on YouTube. And follow us on Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter to get all the news that we talk about each and every week during the podcast. One of the games that I'm really looking forward to, and it's kind of been lost in the whole Tales of Arise shuffle, it's coming out pretty soon. That is Astria Ascending from uh, publisher Dear Villagers. They, um, it's coming out September 30th, which I just I completely forgot. Honestly, I thought it was much later on in the year, but uh, it's coming, and both Game Informer and IGN got first preview looks at it. about 20 minutes of footage in these previews. Uh, You can check that out. uh, Honestly, this article came out on the 23rd, and I missed it. It happens. So I will post that onto our Facebook and Twitter channels and uh, let you guys get a look at it. Uh, If you'd like to follow those links, and check it out. This is the epic adventure of charm and pedigree of a classic JRPG. Austria, Astria Ascending tells an expansive story of fate, sacrifice, and new beginnings. Of course, it's got a lot of pedigree behind it. Uh, it's got contributions of the score by Hiso 
Sakamoto, who did the FF12 and Vagrant Story soundtracks. Narrative by Kasujume Nojima of Final Fantasy X and VII Remake fame. And art from Side Designation, which includes Akaheko Yoshida and Hideo Manaba. In a world where chaos looms, players take control of those demigods, a motley crew of eight heroes charged with the fate charged with the fate of the world. Each character has its own story, explored across five cities, 25 dungeons, and 30 hours of gameplay, up to 50 hours of gameplay for 100% completion. Along with finely tuned turn-based combat, players can try out a range of side quests and minigames, including an original fantasy-themed token game. So I just think it sounds really, really impressive. Um, also, our friends over at Siliconia had a write-up article about it, and they they seem to really like it. What did they say? Uh, having played a preview build of the game, they can say it's coming out strong already with an impressive hand-drawn visual style involving combat that makes use of all of its characters in a variety of ways, a wide world of creatures and neat locations, and a dangerously compelling tile-based minigame. It's got a lot of good things going for it. So yeah, I'll share those two articles for you guys. Uh, like I said, I kind of missed it when, uh, when that first popped up, so I'd like to uh, actually take a look at how it's shaping up all 20 minutes of it, see if it's something. I know... I don't think it actually says. I thought I remembered this was coming out and it wasn't going to be like full priced. And now that I'm looking at both these articles, I can't see the, (laughs) I cannot see the price on it. I don't know. It said right there that it was only about 30 hours to 50 hours full, you know, full blown. So that would imply to me this is not a full priced um, game. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken in that, but we'll, uh, We'll see. Yeah, September 30th. Let's see if it's got a price on this article. Come on, come on. Oh, it's always fun to try to do this on the fly, right? I don't know. This doesn't have a price price for it yet either, but it does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, still no price on the Steam Hub yet either. So yeah, check that out if you're interested, and let me know what you think about this game if you're looking forward to it as well. Uh, there was some interesting new trailers shown off for Neptunia X Senran Kagura Ninja Wars. Um, first up, Purple Heart got her own trailer, and then Asuka followed up with hers. Now, these are Japanese videos. The game is probably going to have this and just some English subtitles to it, I would have to guess. Uh, but it does have... Uh, some gameplay overlay with the Japanese voice actress kind of there um, giving narration to it. And I think it looks pretty pretty cool. Just today, another one popped off. Um, I forget her name. So there's, there's three of them in total. You'll want to check out our social channels to check those out if you're looking forward to this. The game is looking like a pretty fast action RPG in the Neptunia universe, but with a lot more emphasis on uh, even faster gameplay than usual and some ninja elements. This was an odd uh, announcement. Um, Scarlet Nexus came out back over the summer in June, I do believe. It's uh, it's available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, and PC. Uh, in an 
odd <laughs> announcement. You can now play the demo on PC. So <clears throat> the game's been out for a while. Demos have been out, all that. So they were like, hey, by the way, we should probably have a demo on PC in case players want to check that. So if you're skittish about playing it on PC, you want to check out the demo, well, now, uh, now you can. Uh, quickly, in mobile crossover news, uh, if you're playing War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, there is a... <coughs> excuse me, my voice is killing me today. Uh, there's a Final Fantasy VII Remake crossover going on. The collaboration was previously just in the Japanese version of it. It added Cloud and Tifa to the roster. But uh, now this game is going on and it will last until October the 5th. Um, just like the Japanese version, players can log in to obtain a ultra-rare Tifa for free just by logging in to the game. Um, that's a pretty cool little little bonus. Uh, I've only just began playing this one. It's kind of got a Star Ocean type feel to it, but it's not not terrible so far. Last Claudia is a mobile game, and uh, starting today, August the twenty sixth, they're going to have a near Automata crossover event. Uh, exact details haven't yet been announced, but. Uh, it seems like near automata characters are available in tons of different uh, games. And why not add this one to it? Like I said, I really haven't played it much. I downloaded it the other day and, and kind of just started the story. The story's actually pretty decent uh, so far. And uh, it's got a good little action battle system that, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the old, uh, maybe like Star Ocean 2 type feel to it. Looks pretty cool, but yeah. You might want to check that out if you are a either Star Ocean Battle System type fan or a near Automata fan and want to check that out. That's Last Claudia. <laughs> Last Claudia. That's the actual name of it, not whatever I just just spouted out of my mouth. Um, last thing I kind of want to touch on news-wise, two new figures are incoming to wreck your pocketbook, or I guess wallet, would probably be a little more appropriate. Um, there is a Kasumi figure coming out for, from Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Fat Company, I guess that's how you would say the P-H-A-T Company, uh, or Pat, Fat, whatever, uh, is you can now pre-order it via the Good Smile Company's official website. It's a one-seventh scale and stands at approximately 260 millimeters in height, whatever that is. You can have until October 14th to pre-order it. It will ship out next year in November in North America. It is amazing. It's going to cut her uh, school uniform on there, and it will set you back $168.99. Ah, it uses her official art from the pose with her arms stretched over her head, Shows off her gym, gymnast figure and her Shujin Academy uniform. Her face is a faithful recreation of Sojima's art style. It's an impressive figure. Don't don't get me wrong. Just that's a lot of money for a figure. Um, yeah, that's a whole lot. Maybe if you don't quite have that much and you are an Atelier Raza fan, Good Smile Company opened up pre-orders for a new Riza figure. 
with a removable jacket and a variety of tools from the series. It's a Figma character. Pre-orders will close on October 6th. Will ship in September of next year and will only set you back $110. Um, for the money, I think you get a lot with this thing. They showed the... Uh, the accessories you get, uh, there's a total of two different face plates. Of course, it got the, the stand that she comes on, a removable jacket. Uh, she's got uh, her wand, the axe, and a mallet, weapons, uh, three sets of hands, uh, sleeves, the jacket, the uh, another wand, big wand, and a fishing pole. So there's, I mean, there's at least a, there's a lot of accessories with this. And for the price, it's not... Not horrible. The original one was thinking closer to two hundred. So uh, you're saving some money, I guess. Uh, I got onto the Good Smile Company, and I think there was a few of them left um, in my Final Fantasy VII collection. I think I have most of them, especially between you know Advent Children and now with this re-release. Well, I don't have most of them, but one that I sorely wanted was was Aerith. And they had her on there for $40. Now, it's just, you know, kind of the statue. And, I'm, you know, I had to pay 10 bucks shipping and some tax on there. But I thought it was a pretty fair price. And she's supposed to get here on Saturday. So I'm pretty fired up about adding her to the old collection. Um, wife didn't scoff too much at it. So, I mean, it's pretty much the price of a game. So I feel like if I'm in that price range, it's a little more acceptable. We start talking hundreds of dollars for... Uh, <laughs> For figures, that's when they start to start to fight back just a little bit. So, what did I think about Tales of Arise? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, you guys know I talked about it openly. I went back and forth a couple times on whether to play the demo or not. I ultimately ended up wanting to try it out as it's uh, your character's at level twenty-five, so. It's a pretty decent chunk into the game. It's got all six characters in it, and it gives you a really good um, feel for what the full game experience is going to be. There's supposed to be fishing, and I guess it's in there. I just didn't find it or wasn't able to access. I, I don't know. Um, the farming element was in there. I didn't want to do that. I'm sure I'll have to do it in the game plenty. Um, you can fight tons of enemies. There is a boss battle at the end, apparently. So you pick your character at the beginning that you want to see the end movie to, right? There's three movies that you can earn in total by multiple playthroughs. I'm not sure who you had to pick. I picked Alfin and got his trailer. I'm sure there's probably one for Alfin, probably one for Shion. And then I don't know what the third one is. Maybe if you just pick one of the other four, you get that movie. There's a lot of skits in there. I thought those were pretty well done. There's a lot of banter back and forth. I liked, I liked that. Um, it is a demo, and it is from an earlier build of the game. You have to sign, not sign, but you have to agree that this is in fact an early build, and there's going to be limitations. One of the things that kind of took me out of it, and I know it's going to be in the main game, is like when you just have a conversation that say a a skidded conversation with a townsperson that you come up to. There's text at the bottom and they just say like one word, right? Um, I don't know if those are going to be fully voiced in the final game. I think that they are. These skits, 
they weren't like lined up perfectly with the voice and the mouth. And, you know, that's obviously something that can come along and get worked on. It was, there was a lot of those little things that honestly took me out of the experience a little bit. And where you're maybe used to playing more of a final version of it, those little things kind of take it out. I wanted a full version and I got a demo version, right? <laughs> Which you know that going in. So it's really not something to complain about. Um, the gameplay is fast and frantic and it's going to take a lot of getting used to. I kind of feel like building up to that point, you'd have been fine for it, but kind of getting dropped into it. It's a little overwhelming at first. Everything feels really smooth. Um, the ability to play with all the different characters is well done. I, I didn't figure out how to switch between them once you're in battle. Um, but you do get like the boost attacks. Those are well done. There was, there's only three of them. I'm sure that you unlock more as you go along. The, the strike arts are well done. I think I even saw, um, Alfin's mystic art. Well, I wasn't playing as him. I ended up playing with Renwell just because it's kind of fun to play with the mage, right? Um, I think he pulled off his mystic art, so that was kind of fun to see. It's not easy. There's a lot of enemies. I probably should have grinded a little bit more to get up to level because I I just kind of I got I got the feel for it, right? And I wanted to go fight the boss. And the boss's at least for me was no joke. I played on normal difficulty. And he nearly wiped me out a couple times. A lot of people died. You can actually see the footage if you want to check out on the YouTube channel. I, I streamed it live last night. Uh, he put quite a hurting on me. And I barely escaped <laughs> with my life. It wasn't, you know, he was tough, but he kept on summoning like little fly type flying enemies that came at me. And that just kind of made things a lot more overwhelming than maybe it would have been normally. He was tough, plenty tough on his own without adding other people uh, in the fray. But there's a the CP meter. So that was my, I think my lack of understanding maybe more than anything. And maybe it grows as you go along. But um, your healing spells take up a group CP meter. So we had 250. Uh, to start, and each time you use a healing spell, it takes off. So, like, uh, I think the standard uh, healing spell was like eight, but like healing circle was like 24. So, it doesn't replenish at the end of battle, it carries on. So, after the battle, if you need to heal yourself, you gotta go from this pool. The only way that I saw it to refill it was to go and camp and stay overnight, which it did, but in the course of that boss battle, I used up all of it and was in kind of a pickle there. Uh, had to use some items. Luckily, you can get, you know, your standard grape gels, which I don't think they've ever done this before. The gels were set HP that it replenished, not a percentage. And as far as I know, every Tales game, it's always been, you know, <laughs> as apple gel is 30%. Um, lit, lemon... Grape, grape was 50 or 70%. I forget the exact numbers, but it's always been a percentage of your HP that it replenished. This was actual just numbers. Um, I believe the Apple gel was like 400 HP and you had over 2000 HP at the time. So, you know, gave you a little bit, I guess. 
so that was that was kind of odd. Yeah, the the CP definitely definitely hurt me. I, um, the cooking was cool; it gave you a nice little bonus. Uh, that's what the little uh, fork and spoon meter. Eventually, it runs out, and you maybe you probably need to camp. So I think like the camping is going to be a little bit more a part of it than we're used to. Um, that's just my initial initial thing. I, overall, I really did like it. I just felt like there were a few things that felt me back from loving it in terms of I wanted to play it to that point. Maybe if I hadn't played it at all, it would have been better. <laughs> and I, I'm not discouraging anyone from playing it because you will do yourself no harm. But just realize that it is a demo and there's going to be some things that might take you out of this experience as well. I, I think I'm maybe a little more negative on it than some most people have been, but I don't know. I'm still extremely looking forward to it. And the world is really, really pretty. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of get lost in it, you know? It's been a while since I've got lost in the JRPG that I haven't played before. And uh, not too much longer, like I said, 15 days until uh, we all get to play it and enjoy. I hope you've uh, enjoyed my rant about it. Hopefully we won't be talking about it too much more. Uh, I keep saying that every week, but then more media end up popping up for it. But maybe we're finally, finally at that point. That's going to do it for episode 180. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed what you heard today and would like to support the podcast, you can do so. A couple of links below, either directly through the Anchor app. Um, You can either do it uh, also through Patreon. Link is down there, JRPG Report. Or you can email me directly through PayPal. I'll... I'll gladly accept a donation that way. James Fisher Productions at gmail.com. A big shout out to each and every one of our financial supporters. You really make the make the process uh, easier. I can justify it to the wife a little more. Say, hey, there's there's these awesome people out there that support what I do, and they really enjoy it every week, and they even give us a couple bucks. <laughs> Really, really do appreciate it. That's going to do it. I will talk to you guys again next week. But until then, get back out there and level up.